Welcome to the Broadway Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Paul Morris, and I'll be your host. We're very excited to release new content every month, and we are so thankful that you would take time out of your schedule to listen. And we would really appreciate it. We know every podcast asks you to do this, but if you could rate and review this podcast on your podcast app, it really does help people find us. It helps people connect with the content. Today, we're welcoming Simon Gow back to the podcast, and he's helping lead us through this discussion about discovering your staff culture. This is part three of this series. So if you didn't listen to part one or part two, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those so that you can get the context of what we're talking about. We're hoping that as we show you how we went through discovering our staff culture here at Broadway Church, it will help you discover that uh, where you work and where your context is. So let's parachute back in to this final part three of our Discovering Your Staff Culture series. Number seven on our Broadway Church staff culture priorities. Why don't you share that with us? Uh, this one, prepare yourself, Paul. It's oh, going to hit you right in the feels. Okay. Okay, this is, gets right. you in the warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Okay, number seven, we are a family. We are family. <laughs> we're, Come on. We're, yeah, we're committed to being a family. Like This, is, this just speaks to the human side of work. We're, we're not all graphs and spreadsheets and, and numbers and everything's got to be moving up and to the right. Like th- this, is, this is about um, real relationships with, with the people that, that we work with. Mm-hmm. We, we recognize that a, a win for one is a win for us all. But a burden for one, it's a burden that needs to be shared by all. Mm-hmm. We, we, we strive to, to be this safe and, and supportive community, like a, a family, not just a company. A few years ago, I remember walking through a difficult situation in my personal life and coming together with our staff. And we had been at an event where we'd, we'd been together and, and I shared uh, the struggle that we, I was going through. And uh, we held hands and we prayed together. And I remember that moment of someone else praying for me and actually feeling someone's tears hit my hand. That the person that was that whose hand I was holding, they they were engaged in prayer, and and their their tears for my prayer were hitting my hand. And even as I share it, it wow. just makes me feel like uh, how important it is that as a church and, and as an organization, even you are a family that you're committed to one another. Yeah, and th- that is so quintessential. What this is all about, where. Someone else's heart is so grieved over your uh, pain that they're they're literally crying on you okay. uh, because because we're not just this company we're not just this business mm-hmm. um, but we we're we're journeying together we're a family and so that this was a pretty big realization for us as we journeyed together to to come up with these staff commitments. Now that that's all well and good for the touchy feely type, but what yeah. if you're one of these task oriented? Yeah type A people, yeah. and you just like to check things off your list, and that's how you get through the day. How do they interact with this staff culture priority? Okay, can I be honest with you, Paul? Go ahead. Uh, when we say like those people, they that's me. So okay. I'm, a, I'm a number three on the Enneagram. Okay. And so, which means I'm like, uh, I'm driven by success and motivated by uh, projects being completed and done well. And, and I'm it's very easy for me to put task over relationship, mm-hmm. or it's really easy for me to to lose sight of the the people that I'm working with just so I can complete a, a goal. And so, um, for me, having to recognize 
you know, we are a family. Uh, we're people first and task second. Mm-hmm. Uh, goals are important, but they're not everything. For me, it, it is a, a, a daily struggle. It's mm-hmm. a daily uh, thing that I need to be reminded of. And this staff culture covenant priority to me, uh, it holds me accountable to say, hey, pe- people matter. Uh, the people on our teams matter. The people mm-hmm. that we're interacting with matter. It's not just about, yeah, everything going up and to the right and mm-hmm. everything ending with a great success, better than the year before, more dollars, more more bums in seats, more whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the measurables aren't as important as uh, how we are accomplishing that process together. So why don't you share the question that's attached with uh, number seven priority? So the question we ask ourselves is, am I pulling my weight? Okay. Am I pulling my weight? If we're a family, we're in this together, uh, am I contributing like I should? Sure. A- am I pulling my weight? Okay. We're on number eight now, the eighth Broadway church staff culture priority. Why don't you share that with us? We are lifelong learners. We're lifelong learners. So this is a really a commitment to the lifelong learning saying, we don't think we've ever arrived. We're, we're never so smart that we don't need to continue to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a humility attached with this one. And uh, just being on the staff for 10 years, I, I've just seen it modeled in uh, the senior leadership of, of, our, of our church. We have uh, a, a gentleman named Dr. Mick Nelson. Right, he was uh, the previous guest on the Broadway Church Leadership Podcast. So Dr. Mick's been on our staff for, for a number of years and uh, he is a doctor mm-hmm. and, and he's constantly reading, constantly engaging with conferences and learning. And, and he's, he's constantly uh, writing things down saying, oh, that's great, I'm, I'm learning from you. And, and he is... He is a, a lifelong learner. And so he's really modeling for our whole staff what it means. As someone with his educational bra- background and how well-read he is, mm-hmm. um, the depth of knowledge that that man possesses, and he's con- continually uh, trying to learn and in humility um, seeking to better himself. How, how do you express that here at Broadway Church? How is that expressed, the, the priority of being lifelong learners? Uh, we say that we strive to do better what mm-hmm. we do best. Okay. And, and so one of the ways that we we continually interact with that is uh, we've built into the the weekly rhythms of our staff is is uh, we have mandatory leadership lessons. Mm-hmm. So every single week our, our staff get together uh, for one hour uh, time slots and uh, we learn a leadership principle together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, whether it be conflict resolution or proper delegation techniques, or you you name it, mm-hmm. uh, crucial conversations is a, mm-hmm. is a book that we went through. How to be a a, a conversational ninja, right. uh, essentially, um, and, and when when dealing with conflict and and kind of just yeah crucial things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's into our, our weekly rhythms uh, that's saying hey we no matter who you are on our staff no matter your le- educational background we're all going to be learning conflict management right now let's go, mm-hmm. and uh, it it really does it breeds into our whole staff culture that. Learning is important. You haven't arrived. We need to brush up on our skills. Let's go. Okay. That's great. What is the question attached to this uh, eighth Broadway church staff culture priority? This one's really simple. What am I learning? Okay. What am I learning? So again, just like who am I empowering, we should be able to answer that question. What am I learning? Yeah. There, there There should be something that you are currently walking through learning, something that is uh, stretching your leadership muscles, something you're growing in, um, a question you're wrestling through with, and uh, that's it. What am I What am I learning? Okay, that's great. 
We're getting towards the end of our list here. We're on number nine of 10. Why don't you share the ninth uh, priority? Number nine is we celebrate our wins. Okay. We celebrate our wins. We're, com- we're committed to this, to celebrating mm-hmm. our wins. And, and this one is, is really about uh, encouragement. We, 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 we want to track our progress and, and, and we want to act with our results, results in view, but we also want to give credit where credit is due. Sure. Tracking your progress. You got like uh, a progress meter on every person. You know how, <laughs> how much they're doing, how much they're spending. Like, how do we track progress? What's, what's inherent in that? Yeah, well, I, I think one, one way we do that is uh, we built debrief into our teams. Like, like you mentioned, uh, every time our team runs uh, an event or something, there's, there's always debrief. And we always talk about it at the end. H- how, how did this go? What went well? And, mm-hmm. and as silly as it sounds, we do a lot of clapping. Mm-hmm. And so we, we clap for, as a staff together for the wins. We celebrate them. And, and it might feel cheesy to you know, clap all the time, but when people are clapping for you and the job that you just did, you're like, yeah, this is all right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're, we're in this thing together and I'm being recognized for this. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things we've learned about this is, is things that are promoted are prioritized. Okay. And so when we promote these things, we celebrate together mm-hmm. It's, it's positive reinforcement. Sure. People continue to do good work. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, reasons that we continue to debrief and continue mm-hmm. to review and continue to celebrate our wins mm-hmm. is, is because if we don't know why something is working uh, when it's working, mm-hmm. we won't know how to fix it when it's broken. Mm-hmm. And so okay. we, we want to continue to dive into things, debrief them, sure. figure out kind of what is the special mix in this mm-hmm. soup here. Yeah. And, and then when we find it, we celebrate mm-hmm. it. We, right. we, we continue to get behind it. We push it and we say, mm-hmm. that, that is good. That is good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, um, and we, we find that that really, it helps us learn from our, our events and the things that we've prioritized, mm-hmm. but it also encourages um, the people involved in that. Sure. Uh, when I was early in my uh, leadership years, mm-hmm. um, Someone passed along some John Maxwell CDs to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like old school CDs. Yeah. Remember those CD players? I remember players? CDs, yeah. <laughs> those are beautiful. So I, it was like a six CD mm-hmm. box set. Yeah. And so I put the first CD in and uh, it was my first introduction to Maxwell. And he's supposed to be this guru. And he spends an hour talking about the number one thing you can do for your leadership is encourage people in public. Mm. And I was like, you spent an hour on that. Just encourage people in public, encourage people in public. It's the best thing you can do for your leadership. So I thought, okay, wow, that seems pretty basic. And I put the second CD in. And the second CD, you spend an hour on the second best thing you can do for your leadership is encourage people in private, encourage Mm. people in private. You spend an hour on that. And those two things really stuck with me and uh, have really shaped my leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, When we encourage people, when we celebrate their wins, uh, it goes so much farther than we can imagine sometimes. Encouragement is free. It, it costs us nothing, mm-hmm. but has the potential to change a life. So why why are we being so selfish with our encouragement? Why are sure. we not being more lavish, more generous by by letting people know that they're doing a good job or, or what they're doing is important, sure. or that we are we value their input? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about an investment there. You're talking about the fact that encouragement is actually a great investment. It costs us nothing. Has the potential to change many things. And so by that, it's a very, very good investment of our time and our energy. Absolutely. Your ROI on encouragement is going through the roof. Sure. Absolutely. Let me share the question attached to number nine. So the question we ask ourselves is this, am I being generous with my encouragement? Am I being generous with my encouragement? That means taking opportunities, like you said, to do it. We have built into our rhythm a staff 
meeting and, and, mm-hmm. and those get-togethers are opportunities to give encouragement. But as a leader who may have a different rhythm, you need to find those times where you can celebrate the wins together. You need, whether it's going to that person directly or going routinely to the, the people that you work with and sharing those encouraging times. And, and for me, what I started to do is when, I, when, I, when you see something, say something, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Like uh, when, as soon as you notice it, say it. Like you've already thought it. You've already mm. spent the brain capacity to, sure. to think that thing. Just yeah. say it out. Encourage that person. You see it, say it. Yeah, that's great. All right, we're at number 10. We've uh, finished, got to the bottom of the list here. What's the uh, 10th and final Broadway church staff culture priority? Now, number 10 kind of brings us full circle to how we started this process okay. with those interns. Okay. And so the 10th uh, staff culture priority here is we laugh. Mm. We laugh. Okay. Yeah, and so we ha- we have a bit of a sense of humor about our, our role and about what we what we get to do and and how we do it. We we we're committed to embracing fun and laughter together. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is as we made this list of ten things, uh, we almost had a nine uh, point list, not a ten point oh, list, okay. uh, because we laugh almost didn't make the cut. Okay. Um, there was uh, certain people on our team that didn't feel like this was. We were taking this seriously enough mm. by by mentioning the fact that we like to have fun mm-hmm. and and we laugh a lot as, as a staff, and um, and e- even though this was the very thing that kind of put me on to this whole this whole sure. staff culture yeah. project, and what it really came down to, what really uh, swung the pendulum in, in in favor of the fact that no, this is a priority to our staff is the fact that we believe the most fundamental sign of, of safety and connection mm-hmm. uh, is laughter. Okay. And so when you're able to laugh with, laugh with someone, it really does show that, hey, we, we feel safe here and, and we, we are connected. Yes. And so in a uh, no silos, high collaboration context, you, can, you have more of the fertile ground for laughter than you do if you're all competing and trying to to wrestle. So, so many of these things are connected, right? Like Absolutely. You're not going to have laughter if you have a lot of uh, competition, yep. if you don't feel like you are a family. Uh, if, if you're not celebrating wins, you're certainly not going to laugh at at some of the mistakes you make, right? Yeah, and absolutely. so those those things are, are really important and really interconnected. Why don't you finish us now with the the question that uh, ends the uh, tenth priority? Yeah, and this one it, it comes to being having fun together, laughing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question we ask ourselves is: Am I serving with joy? Okay. Am I serving with joy? Uh, are we filled with joy in what we do, or, or are we just begrudgingly going through the motions? Mm-hmm. You know, um, punching in, punching out, totally. Blocking in, blocking out, yeah. We we want to be serving with joy together, okay. and um, as we fulfill the mandate from Christ. This is great, Simon. This has been a great time to talk about staff culture, and and these have been very uh, very important. Why don't you just run them back really quickly and and share these ten again? Yeah. Okay. So our staff culture covenant uh, it looks like this: we prioritize the lost, we empower others. We stay fit. We pursue excellence. We give and receive feedback. We build teams. We are a family. We are lifelong learners. We celebrate our wins and we laugh. And these are our 10. Let mm-hmm. me like just remind you. Yeah, these, you mentioned that before. Yeah. Th- these are our 10. They're not what we're suggesting is everybody's 10. Yeah, or the 10. Yeah, yeah. totally. These are just unique to us. And mm-hmm. this is 
what it's like to walk in the hallways of our context and our organization. But what I really want to encourage people is to start to discover, start to define your staff culture. And it will will really take you from walking as as an organization to running as an organization. It will really help with your staff onboarding. It'll help with inter-staff personal relationships. And it will really help uh, drive the mission and the vision of your organization because this is kind of the... The, the, the smell, mm-hmm. the oil in the machine sure. that's going to help you guys get to that next level. Simon, thank you so much for going through this teaching with us. This has been really helpful. I know many leaders that are listening to this are really going to benefit from uh, hearing this content. We hope that this has been helpful for you in your context uh, to discover your staff culture. If you would like to communicate about any of these things or you'd like uh, any help with that, if we can help you at Broadway Church, we'd love to. I'd love to talk to you directly about that. Uh, you can find me at paulm at broadwaychurch.com. Thanks so much for joining us on the Broadway Church Leadership Podcast. A big thanks to our audio producer, Mr. Grant McAllister, for making everything sound great and writing that cool jingle you'll hear at the beginning and the end. Remember, we do this podcast because when it comes to leadership, that'll do, just won't do. See you again next month.